celebrating the sounds of Memphis for 21 years, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Covens. This week on Beale Street Caravan, we feature Stax Records recording artist Southern Avenue as they celebrate the release of their self-titled debut album. And Beale Street Caravan contributor Preston Lauterbach will be back with us to continue his series, The Chitlin Circuit and The Road to Rock and Roll. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. Memphis-based band Southern Avenue made quite the stir during the Blues Foundation's International Blues Challenge in January of 2016. They didn't win the grand prize, but we here at Bill Street Caravan found them so compelling, so incredible, that we included them on our IBC feature last year. That's right. For over two decades, we've run features on the IBC winners, but last year... We threw them in the mix. No, they didn't win, but if there was a prize for biggest buzz, they would have taken home the trophy. They were the band everyone was talking about. Musicianship, hooks, showmanship, raw talent, Southern Avenue is a band that has it all. Not only that, but with their unique melting pot of blues, gospel, and soul influences, to me, they epitomize what great Memphis music is all about. The band is guitarist Ori Naftali, sisters Tyranny and Takira Jackson on vocals and drums, respectively, and keyboardist Jeremy Powell. And soon after IBC, the band was signed to Stax Records. The Stax Records out of Memphis, Tennessee. It's sort of storybook, isn't it? That's incredible. And think about this. When we debuted the band on our program in a different episode last season, we broadcast them performing from the cutting room floor in Studio A at the Stax Museum. And in the interview, they talked about what a huge moment that was for them, growing up in Memphis, going to school field trips to the Stax Museum, being steeped in the history and music their whole lives, striving to live up to those standards, and look at them now. It is crazy. Their debut effort has been released by Stax. I can't get over it. And it debuted at number one on the iTunes Blues chart. Go Memphis. We sit down with the band later in the program to talk music, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Southern Avenue is celebrating the record's release in front of an adoring hometown crowd at Laughlin Yard in downtown Memphis. The joint is packed wall-to-wall, so let's get to the show, Pat. Here's Southern Avenue live on Bill Street Caravan. Thank you so much. I'm just trying to remember to breathe, (laughs) y'all. Oh, I feel like crying Home so far away 
You're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Beale Street Caravan. Here's more from Southern Avenue, live on Beale Street Caravan. I feel totally different up here now. Don't you care? 
was Southern Avenue celebrating the release of their self-titled debut album at Laughlin Yard in Memphis, Tennessee, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be back with more music from Southern Avenue in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Preston Lauterbach as he explores the fascinating subjects of his book, The Chitlin Circuit and the Road to Rock and Roll. 
In the summer of 1947, the popular Chitlin Circuit band leader Lucky Millinder launched what he called the National Talent Discovery Quest. It traveled through big cities like Memphis, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C., but also stopped in smaller places like Macon, Georgia. Millinder himself couldn't have known how much truth there was in the Talent Quest's advertised promise for folks to come see the stars of tomorrow at the Macon City Auditorium, July 2nd. One of the talented entertainers seeking fame and fortune who performed that night was 14-year-old Richard Penniman. And that's little Richard doing Get Rich Quick from his very first recording session back in 1951. Little Richard was not yet making the kind of sounds that made him a star, but Macon had music and color to inspire him. The Pennimans lived halfway between a juke joint called the Tip Inn Inn and the Holy Roller Church of God. Richard's father Bud sold whiskey at the Tip Inn and the Pennimans sang, danced, and clapped down at the church. On the street, music filled the air as the ladies hanging out there wash harmonized on spirituals, and a sanctified singer named Ma Sweetie belted out rapturous songs. Richard became acquainted with the other side at the Macon City Auditorium, where he sold Cokes in order to see the shows for free. Macon's Chitlin Circuit promoter Clint Brantley ran the show there, bringing acts like Amos Milburn, Roy Brown, and their convoys of colorful Cadillacs to town. Brantley had emerged on the Macon Stroll in 1942 when he opened a nightclub called the Two Spot. He opened a second joint called the Cotton Club and showcased singers like Joe Turner and Wynoni Harris there. Unlike most Chitlin Circuit kingpins, Brantley was an excellent talent evaluator. He knew how to develop artists and could sense a trend forming. Still, even after Lucky Millinder's talent quest presented Richard Penniman as a star of tomorrow, Brantley didn't think much of the young performer. Richard, nonetheless, already flashed great determination. A few months after the Millinder show, Brantley brought gospel guitarist Sister Rosetta Tharp to play the auditorium. Richard, there to sell Cokes, tried to con Brantley, telling him that Sister Rosetta had invited him to open the show. Brantley said, boy, you can't open no program. But Brantley recalled, when the curtain lifted, reckon who was there? Little Richard, singing like hell. I said, well, shoot, this boy can sing. Richard spent the late 40s riding the circuit with acts like the B. Brown Orchestra and the Sugarfoot Sam from Alabama outfit. This was the first time Richard performed in drag. He was renamed Princess LaVon and propped up behind the mic in high heels since he couldn't walk in them. His career as a drag queen was short-lived, but he brought the evening gown blues chanteuse style to his first recording sessions for RCA in 1951 and 52. She thought me as she fell. 
That's Thinking About My Mother, a Penniman original from 1952. Richard went back on the road not long after making that record, and at the New Era Club in Nashville, Tennessee, he and a group of entertainers formed the Tempo Toppers. They all played multiple instruments, and one could dance carrying a table in his teeth. Booking agent Evelyn Johnson said they were undoubtedly the most fantastic group before the Temptations. They were acrobats, dancers, singers, the whole nine yards. The Tempo Toppers couldn't quite transfer the magic of their live act into the recording studio, though. It is, after all, difficult to properly capture the sound of a man dancing with a table in his mouth. That's Fool at the Wheel, recorded by the Tempo Toppers in Houston, Texas for the great Don Roby's Peacock Records in 1953. By the time Little Richard returned home to Macon without the Tempo Toppers in 1954, his old mentor Clint Brantley was at the peak of his power. Not only did he book big Chitlin Circuit acts at the auditorium, Brantley provided entertainment at up to a half dozen joints and nightclubs in the Macon area, while also functioning as a territory promoter, finding gigs throughout Georgia and Alabama for a national talent agency called Universal Attractions. Brantley astutely recognized Richard's talent and helped form a band called the Upsetters around Richard and get them ready for the big time. Brantley booked them not only into Chitlin Circuit black clubs, but knowing how the white mainstream was opening to black music. Brantley put Little Richard and the Upsetters into Ann's TikTok Lounge, a white spot in downtown Macon. Richard honed his stage presence, a wild, flamboyant combination of his drag persona and the colorful entertainers he'd seen on the circuit. Brantley tested Richard pitting him in musical battles against veterans Amos Milburn and Roy Brown on the big stage at the auditorium. Little Richard's next opportunity to record captured the quasar of rock and roll in all his explosiveness. But it almost didn't work out. Early in the session, Richard was playing conservative tunes, thinking his stage show was too vulgar to record. The session producer, Bumps Blackwell, called for a lunch break and everyone went over to a cafe, where Richard jumped on stage took the piano, and pounded out one of the nasty songs from his live set. Blackwell jumped out of his seat. He said, that's what I want from you, Richard. That's a hit. Well, 
Street Caravan, this is Preston Lauterbach, author of The Chitlin Circuit and The Road to Rock and Roll. We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in this week, we're with the band Southern Avenue at Laughlin Yard in Memphis, Tennessee, as they celebrate the release of their debut recording effort on Stax Records. The self-titled album is currently number one in the iTunes Blues chart. Pretty amazing for a debut record and for a band few had heard of less than a year ago. It is amazing. Pat had a chance to sit down backstage and catch up with Ori, Tyranny, TK, and Jeremy. Here's what they had to say. I'll start with you, Ori. Yes. One of the things that I love about you guys is the fact that the International Blues Challenge just kept popping up. For you, Ori, it was the reason that you stayed in the States. It brought you to America. So you played that. How did you get to Memphis for IBC? Uh, First, I competed uh, representing Israel in Uh 2013 and made it to the semifinals and made a lot of contacts and friends and managed to come back with uh, the same band and tour. You know, long story short, last year with Southern Avenue, I represented Memphis with, with the girls. And so that's also an experience that we started playing together in April, six, uh, like fifth, I think 15, and then um, we were getting ready for the competition half a year later, basically in January 16. So that experience at the IBC really brought us together, and I think that experience really uh, helped us create what we uh, now have, I think. What was that first songwriting session like? The reason we met and started working together is so we can write songs together, mm-hmm. not to just perform. So we started that, I think, the first rehearsal. Mm -hmm. We were like, okay, let's write. And that's when we wrote, What Did I Do? 
And that's when we kind of rearranged Don't Give Up and we kind of talked about a lot of the stuff that I brought and what covers we want to do. And when we wrote those songs, that's what made us understand we need to be a team and we need to do something. Yeah, big. it wasn't at all personal for me when I joined his yeah. solo band. So I was just treating it like a pay for hire. Yeah. But then when we realized, yeah, but then when we realized like we can create music together, we bonded over that and it became ours. And it was just kind of like we just like became one and connected. So. And then you said the magic words are, I know a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you yeah. called Little Sis to play drums, and... At first, I was like, well, my brother plays drums. He was like, nah. I was like, my sister plays drums. He's like, really? Your sister? <laughs> it's like, Well, uh, you know, female bass players and drummers, they just don't get enough credit. Right. And, Thank you. And I will... You don't love... get enough attention? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that seeing you guys live, it's obvious that you are enjoying yourself that you are happy to be there. You are the yeah. smilingest drummer, by the way, <laughs> that I've ever seen. I'm just like, how does she even sing? Because she's just smiling. She's just like, and I'm like, what's she thinking? You know, when you're playing up on stage, are y'all constantly getting ideas of how to change the songs around? Yeah, yeah always, I feel like, you're yeah, always like, evolving. Yeah, natural things yeah. happen on stage, especially like when we all connect. And it's weird, it's like a surge of energy like going between us and like he'll play a lick and I'll like play the same thing on my drums. Or like she'll be singing something and like I'll yeah. come behind her. Or it's a live record. The record yeah. is a live that we, we have, you know, it's a live record. Mm -hmm. So that means that when you go to our show, you kind of get the same thing. So it's... Mm. Plus um, more. <laughs> yeah, plus more. So it's, it's really, weird, yeah. yeah, we are evolving and... Yeah, we're a jam band. We like to jam. We like to yeah. play music. So, of course, we're always just, like, naturally yeah. taken by the music and feel a little different. Energy takes us this way or the energy will take us that way. Well, energy is definitely a good description. I want to go back to one thing I forgot to ask about. For you guys, the one thing that I heard after you played your first night of the semifinals, everybody was talking about you. And they were just like, wow, there's this new young band from Memphis and they're black and they're white. They were so excited about that. And then they get on stage, you know? <laughs> they were excited before you guys even started playing. And so is it any kind of pressure on you guys? Because at this point, you have become the torch bearers <laughs> of Memphis music. And I mean, honestly, I would say that yeah. it's like, it's such a weight to carry, but it's also a blessing because I mean, we grew up in Memphis and we, like he grew up in Memphis and he grew up listening to Memphis music. So it's like, we we are never at a point where we feel like we're obligated to do this or obligated to do that. We've been ourselves like 100% yeah. and that's basically yeah. what's yeah, basically gotten us. We're still having fun. Yeah, we're, we're like, yeah. Fun. Well, I've always felt that music was my purpose and but within music I had a purpose and as everything has fallen into place and I'm proud that we bring this uh, sense of unity back into Memphis music and I'm and I wouldn't say pressure is on but you know it's like well this is what I've been you know waiting for this is why I'm living and this is why I sing and this is why I do what I do and mm -hmm. just the fact that that the band fell together as a unit so well and it just reassures that um, 
that we're all good people and it takes the pure in heart to get the job done, you know, when it comes to bringing people together and Ooh, We're going to quote peace. you on that. That's a good quote. Good soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it takes. It takes yeah. good, good-hearted people to bring people together. And for them to see that in us, it just makes me happy because um, I've doubted myself so much until I met these guys. And now everything feels right. Yeah. And they see it and we feel it and it works. When we wrote the first few songs, and I wrote Don't Give Up, and we wrote uh, It's Gonna Be Alright, and and when we came up with Southern Avenue as a band name, we never thought we are going to be on Stacks. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a band, and we formed a band uh, knowing that we want to do our music, and we want to write whatever we come up with musically, and what songs we write, that's what we're going to end up with as far as destiny. And Destiny brought us something we weren't really expecting that quick. So now with stacks on us, you know, when we signed, uh, first uh, question I asked uh, John Burke, our executive producer, and 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 I asked him, so do you are we using our songs? Do you like our songs? He's like, yeah, the five songs on that EP that you wrote, that's the songs we like. And that's the message we like. So like Tyranny said, and TK said, it's like, we're being us. And apparently what we did so far is exactly what answers and what everybody's connecting to. Yeah. But what we did was us. And forever, I think, we want to do that to explore ourselves as people, as musicians, and I think have everybody on that journey with us. Now, our opinions and uh, what we stand for and stuff like that, that's going to go through our music. Mm-hmm. And that gets to people, you know. But uh, we're not a political band. We're just here to make people feel better while they're at it. You mm-hmm. know, try to just, like, make them feel like there's somebody else with them. Like, we, that's what we feel, you know. Yeah. With Stacks and the history, we didn't plan that. Mm-hmm. We we had our own journey we were gonna go through, and then John Burke signed us, and 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 he was looking for a Memphis band for a while. He told me, and he couldn't find a Memphis band that would fit that. And and I think that, in a way, we do because of our story, you know, because yeah. of our where we came from and what we wanted. And that yeah, and that's all in the music. God, thank you guys for coming in the studio for chatting with me. Oh, thank and you for having we me. will have you on the show, I'm sure, a lot more. Here's more from Southern Avenue, live on Beale Street Caravan. Y'all sound so good to me.
giving y'all some blues now.
to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more from Southern Avenue, live on Bill Street Caravan.
Are y'all in the building? was Southern Avenue celebrating the release of their self-titled debut record at Laughlin Yard in Memphis, Tennessee, live on Beale Street Caravan. Special thanks to Memphis musicians Art Edmondson and Mark Franklin for sitting in and adding horns to the show. It's Memphis. Like we always say on this program, you never know who's going to be in the crowd and you never know what's going to happen. In fact, our Memphis affiliate WEVL was in the audience that night. The general manager, Judy Dorsey, and program director, Brian Craig, were out in the audience checking out some Memphis music. To learn more about Southern Avenue, go to southernavenueband.com. You can find their self-titled debut record at all the usual places, iTunes, Amazon, and be sure to check out the band's tour dates. Pat and I give their live show two thumbs up. And last but not least, special thanks to everyone at Stax Records, Madison House, and Laughlin Yard for being a part of this week's program. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. (laughs) 